I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to The Aaron May Henry Show. This is a podcast created to help you to be unapologetically yourself and get paid for it. Here, we talk all about personal branding, online business, social media marketing, and everything in between. And along with serving you some incredible lessons about how to grow your personal brand, we also have some amazing chats with extraordinary entrepreneurs and influencers about how they built theirs. This podcast is going to give you everything you need to know to become known online, grow your influence, impact, and income. So with that being said, let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another episode of my beautiful game changers. I'm got I've got a good one for I've got a goodie for you today. I was just about to say I'm excited, but as I promised in the last episode, I'm not going to start the podcast that way. You know I'm excited because I talk so fast and loud. But what I'm going to be speaking about in today's episode is something probably a little bit more in depth, but it is something really important if you are an influential entrepreneur, if you are anyone in business really, just understanding the concept and the difference between marketing, sales, and branding. You know, people really don't know the difference between the three and therefore they let one of them or all of them lack in focus. And even though they all do intertwine and they do affect each other, they are different and they all need individual attention. And when you do some of them right, hint, hint, it's branding, you don't have to be so persuasive, so intense with the others. So what I actually want to walk you through today is the difference between the three and then give you some examples of how that is in a few different business scenarios. And then I'm actually going to walk you through how you can use this in your own business. So that's the topic of today. I really hope that this is going to be helpful for you. It might be one that you do need a pen and paper for. So if you have to come back to the episode, if you are driving or in the bath, then do so because I'm sure you're going to get lots of ideas about how to utilize what I'm teaching you today in your own business. So let's just jump in pretty much straight away. And what I'm going to actually walk you through is my definition of the three components. So this isn't a professional definition from the internet. This is just how through my own education doing my business degree and just running an online business, this is how I truly do perceive the three. So I'm going to start with sales. So sales to me really is all about the convincing stage of a business transaction. It's truly to do with the communication about the value of that particular product or service. You know, it doesn't need to be a negative way. It It does sound quite negative when you use words like convincing or persuasion, but it's not necessarily about giving someone something that they don't need. We're not really focusing on impulse purchases or anything like that here. We're talking about products and services that do truly solve a problem. 
To me, the whole concept around sales and being able to effectively sell is to be able to convince the person that the perceived value is going to be higher than the perceived cost. So meaning that they are going to get more out of it than what they put in. So say, for example, I am a coach. I don't know why I just said, say, for example, I am a coach when not an example, I actually am a coach, but anyway, we'll move on. Um, With me, with my coaching packages, with my mentoring, it is up to me in the selling process to ensure that I'm effectively communicating to my leads, to my target market, that what they're going to get out of working with me is going to be so much more valuable than the actual price and the investment that they pay. And, you know, I know in my own mind that of course it's more valuable. They get a lifetime of business growth. They get opportunities. They'll make it back in one, you know, one-on-one coaching package themselves if they are themselves a coach. But being able to convince that to them when they have hesitations and limitations and fears in the beginning, that's my job as a salesperson. So that to me is what sales is truly about. It's about communicating and convincing that the that the cost is less than the value. Now marketing. Marketing is the next one and marketing is truly about attraction and visibility. It's getting people to see your stuff, you know, proactive marketing, advertising, social media marketing, publicity, whatever type of marketing, it's getting your content, getting your business, getting your offerings, getting yourself in front of eyeballs, whether they're new eyeballs, whether they're old eyeballs, it's just being there, being visible to a particular group of people, your target market, And that is marketing. Most of our marketing efforts are focused on growing our audience and growing our community. There, we do advertising, we do social media marketing, we do collaborations, we do lots of different things to market within our business. But in the end, it's all about attraction. It's about trying to attract people to your audience, trying to attract people to your products, your business, your brand. It's trying to get in front of new people, And then speaking to them in a way that is going to be attractive to them so that they join what you've got to offer, your group, your community, et cetera, et cetera. And then branding, the final one, branding. And this, of course, includes personal branding. Branding simply is about building an emotional connection. I'm going to talk a little bit later about exactly how we can do this because I want some really valuable steps for you to take away from this episode. But branding really is all about emotional connection. It's about how people perceive you. It's about what they say about you. It's about how they think about you. And all of that is generally drawn from their emotions, from the connection that they've made with your brand. And I'm saying your brand as in referring to your personal brand, but this is also true for any brand out there. I mean, think about for those of you who are, you know, the sole grocery shopper, there are going to be particular products that you go back to over and over and over again, because because you've just grown to know, like, and trust them. It doesn't matter whether whether they're necessarily cheaper or better quality. You know, quite often they're the exact same quality with a different label chucked on it than other brands. But you perceive that brand to be the one that you've built an emotional connection with, and therefore, often unconsciously, you go back and purchase that product, whether it's dishwashing liquid, whether it's a certain type of yogurt, whether it's a certain type of milk 
you're always building an emotional connection with brands because you want to make it easier for yourself, right? You don't want to have to think about it each and every single time you go in the shop. So you build emotional connections and relationships with brands so that you just go in there and the selection is much easier for you. So that's the difference between this three, but just to recap, so sales is really about the convincing and the communication. It's it's ensuring that you are effectively communicating that the perceived value is higher than the perceived cost. Marketing is all about attraction. It's about getting your brand, your business, yourself, and your products in front of new and old eyeballs to be front of mind for that consumer when they are ready. And branding is all about building an emotional connection. You want to be first choice because of the way that people perceive you, because of the way that they think about you, because of how you have positioned yourself in their minds. That is all about your branding. So what I actually really wanted to do just to kind of even further explain this to you is to actually have a look at a business. And of course, I have chosen Apple because I think they nail this perfectly. So Apple spend a lot of their budget making you feel a certain way about their products. They do a lot of research and innovation around their branding. You know, Apple is cool. It's innovative. When you are an Apple product purchaser, you really are a part of a community. You know, there's always this joke going around that Apple is a cult and everyone that has an Apple product is a part of that cult. But they spend a lot of money making sure that you perceive their brand in a certain way. And even if we look comparatively to say Microsoft, if you compare an Apple computer with a Microsoft computer, and we thought about the brands as if they were people and the characteristics that they have, in my mind, I would think of Apple to be young, tech savvy, innovative, cool, very trendy, maybe even a little hipster. And then I think of Microsoft as probably an older gentleman, polite, you know, well-respected in his industry, probably wears a lot of brown, maybe even some suede. Uh, He's a nice guy, but he just really doesn't have any charisma or, you know, entertainment value. Still reliable, but, you know, not not just the funnest guy to hang out with. And that's really what branding is about. It's the way that you perceive things. And Apple spent a lot of their investment into making you perceive them in a certain way. And then you think about Apple's marketing. They, you know, spend a lot of money on marketing and marketing for them includes a lot of advertising. I don't know when I drive off from the airport to my house here in Melbourne, I pass, I'm pretty sure it's like three different billboards that have those. This was taken on an eye and those advertising billboards are really just there to introduce or to reintroduce me to the quality of that camera. So they're selling me on one of the particular benefits of that iPhone. You know, they're not introducing me or trying to build brand awareness. They're really, really honing in on a specific detail of one of their products just to remind me how good they are. So that's the type of marketing that they do. They do a lot with advertising. I know they do a lot with the sponsorship, but they're really getting themselves out there with that particular way, honing in on those product specifications and details, because that's the stage of their business life cycle that they are at. Then you think about sales. Where do Apple make their sales? So quite often Apple is making their sales in store. So their sales representatives, the geniuses, those people who wear blue t-shirts, they are in the stores as sales representatives. But here is the interesting observation. 
you will notice that if you walk into an Apple store compared to, I don't know, say for example, a jewelry store or any other store that has high priced ticket products, when you walk into an Apple store, they're not all jumping up in your face, trying to ask you how your day beans and whether you're shopping for a particular product or service, or, you know, when you're in the clothing stores, they're like, oh, are you shopping for a certain occasion? They've all got those cringy sales lines that they learn. Apple, you know, it's not like that. The people are generally in there just to kind of answer the questions that you have about the products and go get them for you from that big, I wish I could see behind those doors room at the back of the Apple store. And that's the interesting thing about this. They don't have to be so heavy on with the sales because of their branding, because of the way in which people perceive their brand. They're in such high demand because of the perception, because of the way that they're viewed, their reputation, that their sales strategy isn't necessarily as heavy on as other businesses in particular need to be. You know, when you think about Apple, people line up for days. And I mean days. If you watch Casey Neistat's videos about each launch of the Apple iPhone, there's people who sleep in the street to get these Apple products. There is people who buy like 10 of them so that they can on-sell them because they're in such high demand. And that is all because of their branding. It's not because of their sales. It's because of their branding. It's the way that we perceive their brand. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I wanted to also maybe walk you through another example that is a little bit more relevant. So I was thinking about potentially, let's, let's think about a coach because I know so many of you are coaches or you are growing coaching businesses, or I know this is even relevant to people who are doing freelance work or consultancy, but let's say for example, you're a mindset coach and you really want to help women who find independence within their relationship. Maybe they're a wife, maybe they're a mother, and they've really served their family and lost themselves a little bit in the process. Your branding is going to be the way that your target audience feel about you. And in order for you to achieve this, you really need to focus on connection and perception. And this is something that I'm actually going to circle back to in a little bit because I just want to walk through the marketing and the sales. But your branding is going to be the way that you are perceived by your target audience. Then your marketing, I mean, it's most likely going to include anything that helps you to become visible. Anything from collaborations to Facebook lives to podcasting to Instagramming, those cute little Instagram stories that you do of your family or, you know, those Facebook lives that you do all about confidence and courage and personal style as a mother. I don't know. I'm like freeballing here. 
And then your sales is going to be anything from your CTAs that include sales pitches in them. So maybe on a Facebook post, you talk about the results that your clients got, and then you have a CTA at the end of it that says, book in a call with me, or you have a course that you're doing and you're introducing people to that course. Then your sales will include your sales page because you will have included sales language on there. And then finally, you will most likely have consultation calls with your prospective clients and the people who are interested in working with you. And that is where you're going to have to deploy some sales strategies as well. Now, as we kind of figured out before, as I introduced you to at the start of the episode, sales is really about convincing. And you know, there are going to be businesses who have to do a lot of this convincing. But as we just realized, you know, Apple don't need to do a lot of convincing, do they? You know, when you walk into an Apple store, you don't have people screaming down your neck, trying to sell your products, making you feel guilty if you walk out of the store. I know that's a strategy that a lot of retail staff use and Apple don't do that. They don't have to do that because you are already predisposed to their branding. You already have made a decision pretty much about whether or not you're going to buy that product before you go into the store, right? And that's exactly what you can do within your business as well. You know, instead of having to use this really harsh tactics with your sales, you know, on the consultation call, really, really having to think about convincing that person to work with you, really having to sweat to try convince them that they're investment is going to be less than the value that they do get or really have to be so strategic about the language that you use on your sales page, all of that doesn't have to be as strong when you've already built that emotional connection, when you've already built that demand, when you already have that customer saying yes in their mind because of that perception and that connection before they even jump on that consultation call with you, before they even get to your sales page. You know, they see something and they're almost in their mind thinking, I don't care what she's got to offer. I'm here with my credit card ready because of the way that I feel about her. So if you get the branding stuff right, the rest of it just becomes so much easier. Yes, okay, the marketing, maybe not so much. You still have to proactively work hard to get yourself in front of new eyeballs. But the sales thing, the thing that most of us struggle with becomes so much easier when you nail the branding side of things. In my opinion, it's not so much that the three of us and the three of them are necessarily working simultaneously. I do believe that it is more stacking on top of each other. Get the branding right, then start with the marketing and then comes the sales but the sales is easier when you nail the branding. You know, I firmly do believe that when people jump on consultation calls with myself or with any of my clients or, you know, even myself when I've jumped on a consultation call, I know that either consciously or subconsciously, I have made up my mind before I even get on the call as to whether or not I'm going to say yes. You know, I might still have fears, I might still have reservations, but based on my own research of that brand and the way that I've built an emotional connection around them, I already know whether or not I'm saying yes. And that's the position that you want to be in if you are trying to gain profits in your business, if you're trying to grow and attract more clients, you want to be in the position where you don't have to spend so much time, blood, sweat, and tears on trying to sell, 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 because you have already done the work to grow your brand, your personal brand, and people have already built an emotional connection with you. So just to take a step back, as I said, there were two concepts that are really important when it comes to your personal brand, and that is the connection and the perception. 
So there are two things that are really important to consider in this branding part. Perception, all it is, is the way that people think about you. What are people saying about you behind your back, essentially? You know, the quote goes, what do people say about you when you leave the room? You've really got to kind of cultivate what people are going to tell their friends about you. If someone were to recommend you to their friends, what would they say? And this is all going to come from the way that you show up, the stories that you share, all of the stuff that we talk about here on this podcast is all about cultivating that perception. How often do you show up? How genuine are you? How authentic are you? How helpful are you? All of that is going to add to your perception, which is going to add to that trust factor, which is going to make your sales so much easier. And then connection. How much effort are you actually putting in? Are you active in your community? Are you responding to all your comments? Are you answering people's questions? Are you building your products and services based on the feedback that you're getting or just based on, you know, whimsical ideas that you have? Are you actively researching your audience? Are you speaking to people as often as you possibly can? That is all about connection. When you can really get into the minds of your audience, that is why they are going to trust you. You know, we've all been in that situation where we've read something and just felt like the person is inside our head. They're like, we're like, how did they, how do they know this? Like, how do they know this about me? I feel like they're talking specifically to me. And that is just because they have done a lot of work in order to be able to build a connection with you because they do research, not necessarily just you, maybe you, I don't know, but they've researched you as a part of that niche category so that they can purposely understand exactly what you're going through and then effectively communicate with you so that they can build a connection with you. It's all about building a connection with your audience. Sorry, I was speaking to you as if you were the audience there, but let's flip the switch now. You're the marketer, you're the influencer, you're the entrepreneur. You need to be able to build a connection with your audience, understand everything about them so that you can speak to them and build up that trust factor so that the way that they perceive you is positive. And when they are in a ready position to be a consumer and they need the products that you're selling, you're going to be first choice for them because of the way that they think about your brand. They don't need to research other people. They don't need to have consultation calls with other people. All they need is you because you've built up that no like, and trust factor by focusing on growing your brand or your personal brand. So I really hope that cleared up any kind of confusion that you potentially had around the difference between marketing, sales, and branding. But more so, I really hope that it imprinted within you the importance of focusing on building a reputable and memorable personal brand. All the stuff that I talk about here, all the stuff that I work with my clients on, differentiation, building yourself as an authority, all of this stuff is so important. And if you're afraid of sales, if you feel like you're struggling to attract your ideal clients, the perfect people for you to work with. And if you find it really hard to convert people when you've spent so long on building a course, it's because you really, really haven't done enough work to effectively build up your brand. Think of yourself like Apple. Start one of those anchors for yourself, maybe like a WWAD, like what would Apple do? Really start thinking about how that business cultivated a community where it has people lining up outside their door for days on end, freezing their butts off just to get a you know thousand dollar phone. Really, really consider that that is the potential that you have. I don't know that people are going to be lining upside your ha- outside your house the next time you have a launch, but it shows that you can have you know people on your wait list, people there ready with their credit cards to buy what you have to offer because they trust and adore you 
because you've built up that no like and trust factor, you've built up that brand, and they are a loyal customer before they even ever buy from you. That is the that is what you have available to you if you just focus on growing your brand. And I promise you, it just makes sales so much easier. I worked in retail for a long time and I know how sucky sales can feel when you have to make them to people who are a completely cold audience, to people who just don't know you, who aren't necessarily interested. They're kind of just wandering around. That happens online, even as a service-based entrepreneur. But when you can really effectively warm up that audience, the sales just come so much easier. I promise you that. So I really hope the episode was helpful. I hope it gave you something to think about. I hope it gave you some ideas about how you can really differentiate between your marketing, sales, and branding. And then of course, every other episode on this podcast is really going to give you in-depth instructions about how to start growing that brand, because that is what I'm here for. That is what this is all about. And I'm actually just about to record another episode that is going to even help you with that. So hold tight, hold on, and I'll see you in the next episode. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that it was helpful for you and that you took away some key information about how you can grow a profitable and memorable personal brand online. If you have not already, I would very much appreciate it if you would leave me a review on iTunes if this podcast helped you in any way. And of course, come hang out with me either on Instagram at Erin May Henry or in the May Collective Facebook group. Now, go out there and become known online. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.